Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies and customized for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co. And they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today. Now into the show. Welcome back. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're back after a, a week that's had a, man, a whole lot to do. Uh, recapping the previous, who were even playing when we won the, when we had the walk up and the Ian Happ extension? Who were even playing? My brain is so fried, man. Mariners, the Mariners, the Mariners, the Mariners. That's who it was. The Mariners. I was thinking of Luis Castillo. Um, the Mariners series, obviously. Yeah, uh, and then the 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 most recent Dodger series with the series win yesterday. Talk about it all. Thanks for joining us. Um, and we'll get right into it. Adam, how are we? Great. We're great. Things are uh, weird in Chicago. We're we got kind an eight of, and six. We have it. We have an oh, eight and yeah. six Cubs team. Second place. <laughs> it, it was a summer eighty-five day. It's snowing today, so yeah, don't know how snowing. to feel. So I yeah, think we're good. What happened over say. the weekend is I, not not that we're going there, but what happened is the way you lead it off. It's a weird time in Chicago. I agree. It is a weird time in Chicago with everything that's happening. The Bulls were exciting for a bit. We have a, we, it, it was just weird. It's just yeah. weird. We have, we have a second place baseball team. And to be frank, uh, what are we, eight and six? I think we're exactly probably where we would hope or maybe a little bit uh, more expect to be right. Like second place, two games above 500. Definitely should have won two more games if we make, you know, better bullpen decisions. I know everyone's thinking about that with David Ross. Uh, we can talk about that as well. Uh, but I say eight and six. The Brewers are kind of on a hot streak, but I'm not really worried about the Brewers. Christian Yelled strikes out the bad news three times yesterday. I think we're in a good spot. I like where we're at. We have a really good chance to kind of. I don't know. We, we talked about it last week, but, you know, you, you get on, uh, you win a series in L.A., and then I think they can handle business against the athletics, which, Adam, let's just start this off. And, it, like, I'll, I'll get on my soapbox right off, the, right off the start. There needs to be a rule. If you are playing a team on the West Coast, like the Oakland Athletics or any other team that is not taking their franchise seriously, that – Game time should not be catered to West Coast fans. It should not. I'm sorry. It just can't. Like, the game should be starting at 640 uh, Central Time, 440 Pacific Time. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's an absolute joke. And especially as someone now 
with a one-year-old, like I can't stay up for these games anymore because my child doesn't sleep. And I just can't, I, I, I don't have the same engine. I don't have the same gear that I used to on these West Coast games. It just takes it out of me. And frankly, like this Dodger series, those two night games, like couldn't bounce back from it. And I'm not even that old, but I'm just being honest. That's an absolute travesty that we have. We're playing a team tonight that's going to have like a thousand fans in attendance. I know they have a so-called, you know, good fan base, but they don't show up to games. They don't care enough. The ownership definitely doesn't care enough. And and we have to wait until nine o'clock to watch this game. It's just an absolute joke. It's just an, it's 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 terrible. I knew exactly where we were going That's with starting that. It off. Yeah, it's just absolute ter- and, absolutely terrible. And you know what? They are the the um, Jesus Christ Milwaukee of the West Coast. Because seriously, man, did you see the I mean, opossum? Like, no, I didn't. What happened? Oh, that's quite a. Quite um, a I, can only, I can. I can. What happened? Was there a, how do you a, spell a possum on the uh, field? I really don't know how to spell a possum. I think it's an O O P O S. I don't know. Whatever. I wasn't a spelling uh, bee champ, but let's see yeah. if we can get it here. Wow. I mean, no one's even tweeting about it because it was ridiculous, but no one even cares about the athletics. To what happened? There's apparently for like the past year, the athletics guest uh-huh. broadcast booth has just been like shut down and taken over because there's an opossum living in the walls. Seriously? Yes. So then how do they broadcast the game? I guess, I mean, the, the stadium's empty. You could probably just take over any, any, uh, section you want, right? Right. Oh, here's a good video. Here's the, here's the photo I saw. See that thing? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, just, this is bottom of the barrel stuff, man. This is just like, and I don't even mean to like go off because I like I, I in in my heart I do appreciate fans like you know A's fans because they do have a terrible situation and they have an owner that does not care and they have you know it's just like the the terrible things about Major League Baseball uh, encompasses the Oakland Athletics and they have awesome jerseys and they just have like. Like I, I love, I love everything surrounding what they do, but what they do is bottom of the barrel, and this just type of stuff just can't happen. And you're, and you're really just putting a whole lot of Cubs fans in a bad spot by having this game at eight forty. I, I know it might sound crazy, but you just cannot cater to people that that don't care, just because there are a whole lot of others that do care and can't stay up till midnight to watch this game, where the Cubs better absolutely destroy the Athletics for three games in a row. This this opossum has been living in there since last May. Just bottom of the barrel. But he's the definition Just of bottom not of leaving. The barrel. One of the most loyal athletic fans. Good there. for him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. We should take care of business. We, ha- we should absolutely destroy the athletic. They stink. They stink. You know, and Adam, I, I am going to say not to transition totally off it, but I do feel like now, and and maybe I've talked myself into it before. I like this feeling of like of of expectation coming back again. I know a lot of people are talking about 2015, but I said from the jump of the season, like I want to feel like it's our job to be beating these teams down. Like we're, we're going into Oakland. It's I, I know a, a sweep is hard to come by in major league baseball because baseball is so funky, but I feel like you have to win this series and, and God bless you. You better absolutely leave no doubt for the next three games heading into this following week uh, against the Dodgers and the Padres. Like, 
leave no doubt. And I love the fact that we're getting back to expectations and standards and being at the somewhat top of the division again. And we're not, you know, meandering around like, is this team bad? Is this team good? It's like, I love the direction we're going. I'm, I'm going to give Jay credit by the fact that some of the moves he's made uh, are paying off. Danzu's been fantastic. Sticking with Patrick Wisdom, Adam, you know, I talked about the all last year. If Patrick Wisdom's in the starting lineup, then there are red flags showing up. He's not like, I guess he, I guess he is a starter, but I, I love the way they're using him. I feel like they're finding ways to use him uh, better than they have in the past. He's obviously playing a lot better than he has. He's been our best player so far. Uh, so I just love that the, the standards uh, gone up a notch. I'm, I'm very happy with that. We'll jump to wisdom after after this. Talk about the expectations part. I agree, and also I see what. I agree with people about 2015 because your expectations about the team are a little bit low and you're giving it time to come to fruition, but it's different. The fact that 2015 was, we had like all these young cubs and it's like, we have time and we'll see how it goes. But this, this roster, we have a lot of names of veteran players. We have players, a lot of things. It's not like, it's a much different feel of like low expectations. We'll see if these guys are going to pop. It's, it's fun to see these guys have swagger to begin with. And this is what I've been I've been talking about. You know, again, like over this offseason, I, I think it was fair to give the Cubs like a B grade, right? Like B, B minus. Like they, they made a big splash. They brought in Tyon. They they made some solid like one to two to three year deal signings with Hosmer and Mancini. Like not necessarily stop gaps, but like guys that could still compete, even though those two are not playing well right now. And, and help this team get to the next level and be competitive. Like, this is what I was hoping for. Um, and I, I, love that, I love that we're there again. I, because you just got to – for me, you got to have skin in the game. And, and to tra- Adam, I don't really know where we're going with this, but, like, <laughs> skin in the game – no, no, can't go any further than than making the the move for Ian Happ. I was like, going to go right into that. I think, I I think we can. I think we can all admit, myself included, I was shocked that that deal got done. Like, if I'm being frank with everybody, now that it's already happened, I'll be honest. I had zero hope that he was gonna. I I had zero, um, yeah, z- zero hope that he was gonna be back. That he was gonna play a game in August and September for the Cubs. I truly thought he was fully gone. It was not going to happen. He had gotten off to such a good start that he was going to command or ask for something bigger. I'll be honest, like, I'm, I'm shocked he took the three-year deal. I'm not, like, judging him for it, but, wow. I, I, I personally thought he was going to get – I personally thought he was going to command a $100 million deal this offseason. And if he – you know, if he took something like that and left Chicago – I really wouldn't fault him for it because he he's found a way to like truly ramp up into this new player to where like like even as someone who's you know one of his biggest fans I I didn't necessarily see him like kicking off the season like this and be like truly being like the three hitter like that we're looking for like it's it's been very impressive in the fact that we did get him on the deal that we got it feels like Stroman it feels like uh, like you know a lot of these like very team friendly deals that you look at where you're like man sign me up for that that's that's awesome. What do you does that say anything to you about um, Ian for you and like how you see his relationship to Chicago or the Cubs? Like I don't know what's your takeaway about 
about the deal? You know, not, I mean, I, it's not that I'm trying to tempering my own, my own words, but like Jed said it and it is kind of true. Like the fact that he took a, the fact that he took a $60 million deal where I think we can all agree. Like if he plays this season out well, I, I'll go back to what I said. He's making a hundred million dollars this offseason. And the fact that he was like, No, I want to be here, it really matters. I would say of all the Cubs that you've seen over, you know, let, let's think about all the negotiations we've talked about since Chris Bryant going back to, you know, 2018 when the supposed two hundred million dollar deal came up. Uh, and that reporting got out there, or you know, the Rizzo contract stuff, or the hobby buys like Wolf Contreras, obviously. Like he was the the guy in speaking was the guy that kind of like was stayed true to his word with all this stuff and Ian could have gotten a much bigger deal on the market I, I I firmly believe that and he said no like this place matters to me I'm comfortable here I don't want to play anywhere else we've we've talked about before the way he's ingratiated himself with the community with the city with the fan base it showed that he was, he was real about it all. And, and it wasn't just like a, a talking point that he was coming up with. I know like when I would speak with him at times, like, you know, it was challenging when they were so far off and, you know, there was definitely like, he talked about it publicly doubt there in terms of like, I know this is a business. Like I know that my uniform could be changing. He went through all the trade talks last year. And the fact that he stuck with it and was able to figure out a way where both sides could come together to make this deal on what I would say is a very team-friendly deal is impressive and obviously shows his commitment to, you know, being a Chicago Cub. So in your eyes, you see maybe a $40 million discrepancy of what he could have taken. So hopefully the Cubs fans Uh, and Goodwill can uh, recuperate that for us. I mean, yeah, I do. I, I do. I mean, like especially if he was to go on to finish this year with, I mean, you just look at his stats right now. He's playing really well. If he were to keep that up for an entire year, I don't see why he's not a guy that, you know, is making 110, 120 million. I know, you know, he's kind of doing the Rizzo. Well, I don't want to speak for him, but the way it kind of looks is like, all right, he's going to get paid for these next three years. He comes back on the market at 31, 32, maybe does like a Rizzo thing, you know, he's making 17 something to mill after that, um, that we've seen, uh, and he adds up to being, you know, 110, whatever it is in the long run, but man, like good for him. The fact that he did get paid and, uh, that he seems happy with it and at peace with it all. Um, yeah, his commitment to, to this team, you know, I, I guess he, you can't really argue uh, against anyone else. Like he really actually got it done and he didn't like pester about it. And he didn't, you know, go, uh, he didn't go up to the uh, microphone in a press conference and say, I've never seen the, I've never seen an offer like that, that type of stuff. Right. Like not saying one side was right. One side was wrong. I think everyone knows I normally side with the players, but like he didn't take it that far. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy that he's here because, like, like I said last week, these guys don't grow on trees. So going off of that, now we've, we've brought in Dansby. Nico's been signed an extension. Yeah. Seiya's on a longer term. Ian signed an extension. Yeah. And we have a little bit of hope to start the year. What's, 
is are we fading out of the wounded puppy mentality and more into can we start buying into this team? Can we start get start getting ourselves? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I have bought into you've no you've I'm always you've, you've been hesitant. You've been like I want to, I've, but I know I'm going to be hurt because they're not going to sign Ian. I know they're going to be hurt because we're going to. I can't trust what that's what fair. the ownership's that, that 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 is fair. I I think. Let me preface it by saying I was at peak optimism, peak, you know, performance, peak, uh, peak attitude after the 2016 season and reasonably speaking. Right. So I I think it's going to be hard for me to ever get to that point again until we have like PCA and Brennan Davis is hitting balls like into the lake and Matt Mervis is hitting 40 tanks and like all this stuff is accumulating to where, we are the best team in baseball because that's what we're coming back from. But to answer your question, I have bought in. I've been bought in. I've locked in. Um, but I also know that, like, the Cubs are kind of on a heater right now. Dansby Swanson has a 571 batting average on balls in play. That's going to come down. Patrick Wisdom is probably not going to hit more homers than, than base hits over the course of a season. You know, so, like, I, I like where we're at. Let's 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 just – let's – Let's be where our feet are right now. I like where we're at. I'm, I'm. I like. Let's say this to give to give Jed his due. I like the the spot that we're in in terms of the contracts that we have on the books, uh, the deal, the, the 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 big money that is being spent to specific players. I like. Nothing's ridiculous. Sure, I wish we were spending more money. I wish the Riggs family would invest more and stop being a, a frankly a cheap uh, a cheap uh, ownership group. Um, relative to how much they make on this team. Um, but I, I like where we're at. And now the next phase is really Matt Mervis, Brennan Davis, if you know, or where, wherever he is, PCA, whenever that happens, right? Like uh, the, the guys on the minor leagues that, that then come up and play around the established, say Suzuki on the back end of his deal, Ian Happ on the back end of his deal, Stroman uh, maybe on the back end, right? Like, I, I like where we're at uh, playing, obviously, alongside Dansby, who's going to be here for a while. So, no, I, I do like where we're at. I wish it would have happened sooner. I wish the Cubs would have spent more money last year to, to make it more competitive because, ultimately, that's all that matters is winning at the end of the day. Uh, but, frankly, I, I'm, I'm happy with where, we're, where we are, and I like the trajectory where we're going. We are kind of on, a, like, a fine line in terms of, like, yeah, some of these games could have gone against us, but also at the same time, if David Ross is making better decisions at the end of games, we we could be right there with Milwaukee uh, for first place right now, which is very nice to very nice to have you know in our back pocket. All right, we'll go through our player rundowns. We're going to start with uh, the homecoming for Bellinger. <laughs> Adam, there's something about this guy, man. There, there's something about you know. I I feel like I'm. I'm I was talking about over spring training. I don't know if it's like this California thing. I don't know if it's like being a former Dodger. I don't know what it is. Jock kind of had this same thing too. Like he's just got like an electricity about him that it it, not Javi-esque, not like, you know, on a lower, like small tier level, Christopher morale, but like he's, he's got this juice where like, as a Cubs fan, if, if you're thinking of like all the at bats you're looking at, or you know, as you watch a game, you don't want to miss a Cody Bellinger at bat because I you feel like if you do, you could miss the first 
sign or, or a few signs of him like breaking out and becoming that MVP again. You saw him rob the home run uh, in one of the games. You saw the home run yesterday. Like there's something about this guy and he's playing well. He seems comfortable. He's doing his job. I think if, again, if, if this was Cody Bellinger for the entire year, I think he's hitting like two. 50, 270, 315, 320 on base, which could be higher, 450 slugging. Like, that's pretty solid with the defense he's given you. And, um, you know, I, again, there's something about this dude. Like, it, he just – I'm not saying he's all the way back, but he might be a problem again. And I'm going I'm to stay with that until I confirm that he is truly a problem. All right. Then next – a guy that you've talked about a little bit already, but you you had your words about him, and he was had a, quite a weekend. Patrick Wisdom, what what do you have to say? I have about Patrick had my word, and it's not it's 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 not that again. For people that do listen or people that do follow closely, I was adamant about the fact that Patrick Wisdom was getting like consistent like starting at bats on this team. It was going to be a big problem. He's on a full blown heater right now. I, even if he stinks for the entire season, I still think he can hit 40 homers. And I still think he will hit 40 homers. He already has six. Um, the guy has power like you wouldn't believe. He's like a true, like, I don't know, It's man. something like, we really don't have a lot of in terms of power. Yeah, yeah, we don't have we, – yeah, we don't. It's just, like, not on our team. It's just not on our team. So, like – if he can find a way to keep this going, and this could, you know, be huge, I, I hope this heater can keep going. Like, the strikeouts are still there. He's still striking out a bunch. He looks a little bit more comfortable. He's playing a little bit more defense. I will not I will not bend the knee to the idea that we have our third baseman. I, I'm sorry. I, I just don't see that. But I do think he's, like, a very valuable platoon, you know, fifth infielder, like that type of utility guy that can play the corners, play a little bit of the outfield, mash. Actually something that we were hoping Trey Mancini would be, which he still can, but like Patrick Wisdom is playing that role to a T right now. Um, he's seeing the ball well. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to say hand up I was wrong, but I do think the Cubs are kind of using him in a way where the matchups fit and then coupling on the fact of that, like he's, playing really well uh is leading to him hitting more home runs and base hits uh up to this point in the season uh but it's very good to see i just love to see balls getting mashed so it's it's been great to see. yeah we don't see it a lot here we don't we don't it's um it's a different feel i mean adam let's just think back like when you had chris bryant who you know homer machine anthony rizzo just an absolute like home run factory, Javi Baez, like some Schwarbaum. of the, you know, biggest home, it's Schwarbaum, like Contreras, like that was just a different time, man. It was just like, that's and it came back to bite started, us where, right? you know, two years later, we're like, exactly. oh, we're a boomer bust exactly. team. And I don't, I don't feel like we have that boomer bust right now in our lineup. It doesn't mean I think our lineup's better. It, it, I feel like we can manufacture a little bit. That obviously has to do with the shift. It has to do with the pitch lock. It has to do with the fact that, you know, maybe some of the balls we're hitting in the past would not go out, but this year are because many people are uh, assuming that the baseballs are juiced, uh, you know, in Major League Baseball. But overall, 
putting the ball in play more. Huge credit, Adam. I don't know if you were going to get to him. Nico, just like, just showing up, man. Nico's just showing up. Like, just, I mean, it's been fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know what else you really want to ask. You know, unless you want more homers from the guy. He's just showing up. Like, he's getting on base. He's hitting at a high average. He's playing great defense. He's stealing base. I think he's leading the league in stolen bases right now. Like, just showing up, man. Like, what an absolute beast. And, uh, God, what, what a great pick by Theo in 2000, whatever, 18, 19, whatever it was. Um, just just what a fantastic start to the year. Actually, in, in terms of everything, I'm, I'm probably most impressed with Nico Horner besides Ian Happ because he's, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do uh, and maybe even better. Like, there's no – it just feels like I'm here. This is what I do. I get hits. I steal bases. I play great defense. Like, I put the ball in play. Like, don't worry about me. Like, and just the fact that he's doing it at his age, um, moving over a new, to a new position, What? just what a beast, man. Just love having him on the team. Two more. We'll go jump to uh, – welcome back, Seiya Suzuki. What are your thoughts on Seiya? Yeah, he would go on to strike out like six other times in the, <laughs> the rest of the series. Yeah, the home run was cool. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let Saya be for a little bit. I just wanna I just wanna see him get uh hopefully into a routine. But it's great to see the unit. That's really all I have for Saya. Like the unit's back, he's wearing the home run hard hat at triple A. Uh, you know, I know Morel is wearing and Christopher Morel is doing it as well. Um credit credit there. But I, I wanna see Saya just, just settle in for a little bit. I'm not gonna get too high, not gonna get too low. He's gotta settle in. Uh, cause we saw last year, like when, when he, when he wasn't right, like it got ugly pretty quickly. So, um, I hope that's not the case. All right. That's it on players. We'll just touch quickly pitching Justin Steele. I mean, the start stud. of the season's just stud stud doing it with two. I mean, I'll have to ask him, but I know the last time we talked at him, it was, you know, developing that third pitch, developing, you know, someone other than the slider than the fastball. Uh, or the cutter, I haven't looked. I should have done this before, but it just seems like he can find a way to manipulate that slider, that breaking ball, that slur, whatever he calls it. Um, can throw it at, I don't want to say different arm angles, but different breaking points. Can spot it well. It's just a tough, it's just a tough, it's just a tough at bat, man. Like he just is, and, and it feels like he's getting better. The competitive juice has always been there. He's been absolutely locked in, dialed in. Just he's a beast. He's a beast. And um, I know I said to his, uh, maybe not to his face, but I said at the beginning of the year, I still don't think he's an ace. But man, if he keeps pitching like this, and he's pitching deeper into ball games now, like he's not just going five innings, right? Like I don't know how many he went the other night, but um, he's pitching deeper into games and. Uh, I almost feel like that 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 rookie like uh, honeymoon phase has worn off, and now it's like, oh, Justin Steele, like beast, you know. Um, I don't want to compare him to John Lester, right? Like, I know that's such a high comparison. Everyone calls him John Lester Jr., but just uh, he's a freaking pride of Loosedale, Mississippi. And actually, I should probably get back on the train of hyping him up more, but he's just been so consistent that like I've almost been like bored with it because he's just been you know nails the entire time all right jumping to twitter highlights this uh new report from bet online 
saying uh, MLB fan bases with the most negative opinion of the new rule changes, putting Chicago Cubs at the very top. This should, yeah, this should not be a surprise at all. Like, you go, we, we all know this. You go to the Federal Landmark, you go to Wrigley, it's a day. It's not, like, it's not in and out. Unless, you know, unless you have other very, you know, strong priorities or circumstances that but when you go to Wrigley, man, like you're you're there, you're going to Sluggers, you're going to Murphy, you're going to Bernie's, right? Guide Country Wrigleyville with the sign, like the Bernie's are the best. Like it's an entire day, and we're not even talking about going to the ballpark yet. Like you want to go to BP if you're in the bleachers, right? Like it, it's an entire day, and I don't blame Cubs fans at all. The grinders, the Mai Tai guys, the you know, Danny Rockets, the, you know, you can name all the people that are always sending me stuff or interacting on Twitter. Yeah, like, though, my tie guy, just use him as an example. I don't want to totally speak for him, but the way it seems like his life is, is that Chicago Cubs baseball is fully his life. If you go to the game, we talked to him with him last year, right, Adam? How many hours did he say he spends? I think, waiting I think to get you could into count the it in federal days. landmark. I think you count it in days. Not I hours. mean, yeah, just like it. I think did you say like weeks last year? Just waiting before the game starts at Wrigley. It's like, yeah, I would be frustrated too if my whole entire life or my you know leading up to this point, like I was banking on being at Wrigley for five hours and now I'm only there for like three and a half. Yeah. That would be like a big change. And especially with how expensive tickets are like, I don't, I don't blame them uh, at all. It doesn't mean I don't like the pitch clock. It doesn't mean I don't like the rule changes, but I can see the other side of being like, yeah, like this is, this is what my life is all about. I've talked about it for years. The grinders that don't have the disposable income to pay for season tickets, but find a way to do it and spend all their time being at the field, go to 81 games a year uh, at Wrigley. Like, yes, I, I totally see why that would be super frustrating. And I, I, uh, while I can't say myself that I do the exact same thing and I go to 81 games, um, I can, I can understand why they're frustrated. And MLB, unlike every other league, allows the teams and the stadiums to accommodate for their own uniqueness, like how big, how deep your wall is. If you do brick walls or padded walls, you should be able to accommodate to how long you want your pitch clock to be and how long you want people hanging out there. That's true. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. I think Wrigley, for that sense, would probably have no pitch clock. But uh, that you know what? That, that That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So this, probably to the effect of what we're saying tonight, like, you know, the athletics, because their whole situation is just, terrible they probably want people out of there as fast as they can just to not like they don't want to have the lights on for that basking that's going to be that exactly basking like the mediocrity that that ownership group has put that franchise in like they probably like, all right just get in get out don't 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 look everywhere just like focus on what's happening on the field and get out of here don't look at the possum over there on the right okay uh yeah next in this guy's just always making our twitter highlights and uh something Something with him again. There's something about him that you're always getting a Twitter highlight from. It's PCA, just rocking the air guitar. And I don't even know. I I think it's some type of dance. So I, I saw something that I don't know. If it's like a singer or a rapper or something from a movie. I don't know what it's from. Um, <laughs> it's a great slide. I mean, it's like 
I'll say this, Adam. Adam, dude, let's say this. Let's be honest about him. He's got the confidence of like a thousand kings. This guy, like, we. I mean, we talked about last year when he when he came out and was like, "It's not." He did the LeBron like, "It's not one championship, two championship." Like, this guy is like super. He almost seems more confident than Hobby does. Like, I mean, Hobby, you can't remember how many outs there are, and is a total shell of himself right now. People are probably going to talk about that. Uh, that to me. You know, uh, we could do that for days. But, like, man, I mean, good for PCA. I don't know what his numbers are like. Um, I haven't checked, if I'm being honest, uh, his stats. But I'm assuming he's playing relatively well. Uh, but he's got this energy, dude. He's got this energy. He's got this confidence. He's he's dialed into what's going on. And uh, good for him. Good for him. Happy. All right. One more thing. I guess two more things. Uh, which one's this one pulling up right now? Share this tab. This one's for Twitter highlights. It's either bad news or this is how we win again. But I mean, Yelich is. I don't want to bring it up every time, but seeing the face, we don't have between... to. We, we don't bring it up every. time. We don't bring it up every time. But he struck out. Let, let's just. I'll just get right in. He struck out three times yesterday, and this has been. Adam, this has been going on against bad news himself. It's fourth season against bad news himself because. You, we've been tweeting this for three or four years. You might have lost some people in between about what the hell the shirt means. Just explain what happened. Oh, you want me to go all the? I mean, don't go all the way back. Just explain the the one tweet, and then we. Well, I'll back. say, I'll say, I'll say the thing that 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 made it more real than anything. 2021. I'm at you know one of my really good friends' bachelor party in Wisconsin. Played Aaron Hills the day before. I shot a 79 at Aaron Hills. The next day, we uh, go to that night, go to the White Sox Brewers game because he's a White Sox fan. Everyone else is kind of White Sox fans, whatever. Go to the game, sit in that suite in left field uh, below like the overhang right in the the left field bleachers at at Wrigley North. Obviously, Yelich is there. Everyone knows my history with Yelich. Basically, what happens is we're, we're, we're there, all my all the the people at the the uh, bachelor party are you know uh, have had many drinks and are kind of really getting after Christian being like yada 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 they're saying stuff that I've said but then they say that I'm here. The play, if you remember in that game, it's when Yoan Mankatov I think forgot to touch home plate or something like that or third one of the two and they had like a twenty minute delay and Christian is standing out in the outfield and I'm out you know there because they're like oh i'm here we start talking and i'm like hey like i will stop doing what i I will stop this i will stop talking about you darvish bad news but you have to wear the shirt you need to own up to it and he's like yeah that's fair i'll do it that was two years ago he's like send me a shirt i'll wear the shirt i'll put a pic I'll, i'll send you a picture of it and it'll be over i'm like okay that's fine let's do it and that's it well, we send the shirt, Adam. You sent the shirt yourself to Miller Park, Wrigley North, and uh, guess what? Never happens. I got, I got, I got big league, and we're on the fourth season of this happening. To the original, no one needs help facing you. Bad news: the following season goes out. Should have won the Cy Young. Uh, Christian Yelich has a terrible season. Has had continuously terrible seasons since that happens. 
And not to, you know, not like it's anything different, but like another example goes faces bad news yesterday, strikes out three times. The Brewers leak out a 1 0 win against the Padres, but he's hitting 227. He's a total shell of himself. He's got a like a 93 weighted runs created plus, which is horrible. And he's got one of the biggest contracts, he's got the biggest contracts in Milwaukee Brewer history. Meanwhile, they can't even. They, they can't even get the money to fix their roof that they can't open up when there's a flyover you know, on opening day where they can't clean up their concourse, where their fans are pissing all over the place. It's just an absolute shame that someone who, I'll admit, I have a lot of pride, but there's someone that can't take their guard down enough to save their entire career for you know a Subway sandwich organization that they're relying on and all he had to do was put on the T-shirt one time and send me a picture of it, and it's done. I'll never talk about it again, and the curse will be over. That doesn't mean I want him to play well, but I do have a heart. And being like, man, you've totally screwed yourself, and you're going on Mike Studd's podcast every offseason talking about how you, how you, how you, life is so hard, and 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 you know I I can't deal with it, or I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but like you know I I don't care. Like the guy's a head case now. And 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 he can't even perform on the field anymore. A guy who was the best, frankly, he was the best player in baseball. Should have won two MVPs in a row. And ever since this happened, he's been a total shell of himself. Again, striking out three times to a 36-year-old. Bad news. You Darvish yesterday. Um, it's total shame. Bad news goes on to continue to be a stud. Get a $100 million contract at the age of 36, like an absolute savage. Um and uh, Christian's out here, you know, doing what he's doing, like holding on to this like mediocre, mediocre offensive career that he's putting together. And, you know, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. And, and I don't know what's I can't just let it go. Like I have standards. I have principles. I hold people accountable to an extent. And this is something I just can't budge on. And when you go out and you tell and, and, and you make a promise to somebody and, and you don't, you know, follow through with that, then. Again, there's there, there's something called accountability. There's something called, uh, you know, uh, karma, and uh, unfortunately, he's facing it. And and it really and it really wasn't anything that he couldn't stop. Like he had total control of this, and he finds himself in a situation where he's just a total shell of himself. And I and I really hate to see it. I'm not even rooting against the guy. Like I'm, it's just sad to see what has happened to his career. And this started originally less as a. Less against personally against Yelich, and more so as a display of loyalty to morale athletes. Support this for is what bad it means news. to be a morale of course. athlete. Your morale yeah, life. of course, man. You come at a morale I mean, athlete, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get this type I of. I mean, treatment. yeah. Well, it's, it was a it was it was a it was a joke. Exactly. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like being mad at Christian Yelich. It was like, yeah, I'm supporting my guy. Bad news. You're talking about doesn't need help facing anybody. The guy's a savage. And if if we remember Adam, that was coming off of the 2019 season where he kind of finally kicked it into gear at the end of that season because he had the terrible 2018. He was hurt, struggled at the beginning of 2019. He's throwing like a hundred all over the place. He's still giving up homers, and finally on the back half of that year, he started coming together. 2020 should have won the Cy Young gets traded like we were we remember all that and it was really in support of that to be like hey you're not talking you're not talking about this guy right that you don't need help facing like he's bad news um and and obviously i mean his like history has shown it to be fact like it's too bad that this is what happened 
I have like two minutes, by the way. All right. Uh, we'll jump in and end it, with, end it with Olive Garden. Quick shout out to Bernie's for God Country Wrigleyville, putting it up. All the merch for God Country Wrigleyville. Half shipped on Friday, other half shipping today. So that will be uh, out to you guys this week. Hopefully for the Dodgers series this weekend. All right. Olive Garden. Who are you taking Olive Garden this week? Pat or Bat Wisdom. Pat Wisdom. I mean, when you hit home, more home runs than uh, base hits, and you have found a way to, I don't want to say reinvent himself, but has found a way to better himself at his age. Let's not forget, I think Pat Wisdom's 31, 32. He's not this spring, you know, 24-year-old chicken that's out here, you know, finding his way. This guy grinded in the minors. He's been a positive character on the team. He's been a somewhat of a leader. He's been uh, he's he's been accountable. He's been honest when he hasn't played well. He's you know shown up. He's been consistent for whatever that means, right? Like he he's been there. Uh, hasn't hasn't gotten mad when he hasn't played. He's just showed up, done his job, and he's now he's hitting the homers all over the field. The forty homer season will eventually happen. Uh, it damn well. Uh, is happening right now, uh, and I'm happy for the guy. And uh, for that, would love to take him to Olive Garden and eat 40 breadsticks with him. It would be absolutely fantastic. Tied for third right now in homers in the league. Beast. Love it. Just uh, got to keep it going. That's a guy who can wake well, up the bleachers got... any, any given at-bat. He just hits the ball so damn hard. He just hits the ball so damn – and it doesn't even look like he's swinging that hard, but he's just – He's just a strong, quick twitch dude, and uh, can, when, when he makes contact, he hits the ball so hard and so far. Good for him. All right. Big series. Big series, Dodgers, Padres, uh, A's, Dodgers, Padres. You have a chance to really uh, – I know today was, like, the first time where the Cubs have, like, snuck into some, like, power rankings, right? Um, this is like the first time I've seen it, considering that we are in second place and, uh, you know, have a uh, positive uh, run differential, positive uh, winning record, right? Um, you take care of business these next nine or so games, people are going to really start noticing you, and I'm excited for that. Wes Nisky on the mound tonight. Wes Nisky on the mound tonight. Got to get him back on track. If you remember from last podcast, I dug into Smiley. Deservedly so. He showed out the last few games and shoved. Good for him. Let's take it out with that. Need it. That's all I got. Cubs and four. God bless you and your family. We'll talk to you all next week. Live uh, Twitter. Uh, what do you call it? Spaces. Uh, spaces should be coming soon when I find the time. God bless. Peace. Talk to you later.